0: Friday to talk sports with Daryl and Sam? Welcome to Sports Info U.M. featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl and Sam.
1: And welcome to Sports Info U.M. Hey, you got Daryl, and I'm bringing it to you solo. Man, the biggest game in college football history, possibly, is going to be played at the biggest university in the United States of America. And this you know, and this university does not have a football team. However, they have an enormous, beautiful stadium. And I'm talking about the University of Phoenix Stadium, where they don't have a football team, but they got a... uh. State-of-the-art stadium. Maybe not like Jerry's World, but it might be second best to Jerry's World. Hey, guys, we got a call on the line, and he's a little bit frustrated with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and how they handle your boy, Lovey Smith. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know, he got fired last Friday. Man, what's going on, Robbie?
2: What's going on, Darrell?
1: Hey, man, your boy, Lovey Smith, got fired. They just kicked him to the curb. You know, and a lot of people thought Lovey was doing some good things, but you called it out a couple of weeks ago when you said conservative Levy for 500. You know, um, I, 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 that made me open my eyes, and guess what? He lost three, three more games in a row, which gave him the last four games of the season in the L section. And that's, yep. just, not, that's just not a good way to keep your job. When you got four L's in the last, game of this, last four games of the season, you got L, 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 and give me another one. Come on. Yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with that. And
2: at the same time, it's kind of hard to feel sorry for somebody that's making $10 million. You know what I mean? But I honestly thought it was a good things that was happening. And I, I think he deserved another year. But um, it's done now. And all we can do now is talk about it. But um, I, I, I don't think it was fair. But um, I, I think... I think, uh, well, it's just my feeling, man. I think Dirk Cutter going to be the coach, and um, I think that's a good thing. I think we can move forward from there. we just going to need a defensive coordinator,
1: man. Well, you know, um, there hasn't been any announcement that Dirk Cutter is going to be the coach, and that's still yet to be seen. Um, I, I, I just don't know, man. Don't I, I, the writing's, writing is on the wall for Dirk Cutter to be the coach. Uh I don't know what they're waiting on because as many vacancies as there are in the NFL right now, Dirk Carter could be
2: Philadelphia's coach tomorrow. No joke. No joke. No joke. He's taking interviews and stuff like that, you know, but uh, you're know, you considering all the options, but uh, I think this would be the one for him here, you know. Wow, man, I'm looking at the ticket down here. The, uh, the Bengals got to put the hit on uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown the other man. Yeah. To spend it for
1: three games next year already. Already, wow! But you know, um, that guy Burfitt, he's he he needs to be cooled down some kind of way. Uh, he, he's yeah. a talented player, but yeah. um, if you don't, if you're not in control when you're playing, then you're not an asset to anybody's team, you know. And um, I I, I, uh, I, I heard on that, I
2: don't think those boys were ready to win. They played to win. They beat the Steelers, man, but they wasn't ready because, I mean, this is just my thought process. You tell me what you think. Now, they're up, and they got this game won. And even after the guy fumbled the ball and gave it back to the Steelers, man, they melted, man. They melted. I mean, they haven't beaten the Steelers in I don't know how many years. And now it's about to happen. you think the Steelers wouldn't Oh, you think they were uh, above doing something underhanded to to keep that from happening? They wasn't ready for that, man. Pac-Man By no means. Jones. if Pac Man Jones had it in his head, then look man, we ain't gonna let y'all pull nothing uh uh no further. I mean, make it no worse than it already is. He wasn't ready, man. Pac Man I mean, Joey Porter shouldn't have been on the field in the first place. But still, you can't do that. You yeah, you're just right. You can't do that. You're right, and you know, I guess
1: one of the things when, when we look at games, we'll look at a lot of different things that happen in a game, different plays that happen in different situations that that may have cost us the victory in the second quarter, or in the or in the first quarter. Yeah, and some of these things happen in the third and the fourth quarter too. But I'm going to yeah. tell you a, a scenario that happened in this game that we're really not paying attention to. Uh, pro bowler Reggie Nelson got hurt and went out never right. returned to the game but right. i mean if there is any kind of leader on that team and everybody knows that a free safety he's like the quarterback of that of yeah. a defense and mm-hmm. i think reggie nelson leaving the game really took a lot of that leadership away, and a lot of, and those two 15 15-yard, that, that one 15-yard penalty, especially from Pac-Man, I just don't think they would have got that if Reggie Nelson's leadership had been on the field. Now, the guy, um, Burford, man, this guy has, when you look at him throughout the whole game, he's always the guy that's at the bottom of the pile, or standing up, running over, or hovering over somebody, he's man, actually he looking that, for some garbage. He want pick, pick that ball. And what did he do when he picked the ball off, man? Took off, ran down the tunnel to the to his own end zone. You understand know yeah. to the other team's end zone, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and that, they, when the, the, the commentators made made statements about it. You know, was he touched? Yeah, they had to go back and look at it. Yeah, he was touched yeah. when he was down. But man, but who does that? Man, who man. runs sixty yards in the other direction besides somebody that doesn't? That's just not all the way there. Yeah. It, it, come on, man, you're crying out for attention. You. It's almost like you say, "Hey, look at me." Look at me. Yo. Don't you see me running Yo. the other way? I'm going to run out the yeah. tunnel. I'm going to do a Bo Jackson.
2: Come suppose on, he man. Wasn't down. Just suppose, just for a second. Suppose he wasn't down. What a way to. Oh, my God, man. That would have been disastrous, man. I,
1: I would agree. That would have been disastrous,
2: man. So I mean, I ain't yeah, uh, seen nothing like that since that guy did that in Minnesota years ago. You know yeah, what I mean? Remember the guy that ran the wrong yeah. way? Yeah. 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 yeah, it would have been another out all over again. Boy my God. That would've been terrible. I don't think he'd been able to live with himself. Hey man, you know,
1: but his his hit on Antonio Brown, I thought it was I thought it was it was unnecessary, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought Antonio Brown had already missed the ball when he hit him. You know, yeah. I, I really think that um, He didn't need that, to hit him do on that. He didn't need to hit him. That that would have been a fifteen yard pilling. Now, Joey yep. Porter coming on the field to me. Someone should look at that, and I think he should be fined
2: or suspended in some. And that's capacity. what I'm about to say is, yeah. now. When he gets fined, that only confirms the fact that he should have been out
3: there. You know right. what I
2: mean? But well, there's nothing they can do for Cincinnati after the fact. You know, you know. Right.
1: They don't pack up. their stuff and they don't go home, man. Yep. Hey, Robbie, man. So, so you think you, who? Uh, who do you think is going to be the, um, the Buccaneers' next coach? And um, do you do you think that you guys gonna go out of the box, or we just gonna see another recycled NFL coach?
2: Man, if they don't surprise us with somebody like Nick Saban, which I don't think, I think Dirk Cutter is gonna be the guy. My Ooh. my my biggest concern right now is who's gonna call the defense, who's gonna be our defensive coordinator. That's my biggest concern. I think the offense I mean, I think the is gonna be all right. But the defense, man, it's um, that's
1: gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of hard work to do, man, over the summer, you know. Yeah. Hey, well, Robby, wow. we got um, we got Joe calling. He giving us, getting ready to give us a a Denver Bronco update on what's going on out in Denver, Denver, Colorado, oh. with Peyton oh. Manning and um and this other backup quarterback they got, but. Hey, Robbie, don't be a stranger. Give us a call any Monday thanks night. For was, you, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Hey, we appreciate it, Robbie. Thanks a lot. Joe, well, what's going on, Joe?
3: How you doing, Dar?
1: Hey, loving life every second of it. Man, you know, uh, I woke up this morning, and it was like 52 degrees here at home. And I said, you know, man, I think I should go golfing today. You know, it's it's, it's not that cold. and it's, And as the day went on, it got warmer. Around noontime, it was 56 degrees. And I said, you know, I'm one of the few people in the United States of America that can go golfing today. So it was a nice
3: thing. How's the weather in Denver, Joe? Oh, man, it's cold, man. I'm just waiting for anything to warm up. So we got a little heat wave coming in. I think it's going to be in the high 30s today. uh, High 30s? Yeah, a little high 30s, so that's a heat wave for us because it's just (laughs) cold down here.
1: Yeah. Hey Joe, so uh what what you think about these Denver Broncos, man? Y'all 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 had a playoff bye, you know, um look like Peyton Manning is is going to be the quarterback um, for this week coming up and um I I really think that hey I, I, I think in the driver's seat. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, Denver right now in a good situation right now
3: with uh the Pittsburgh coming out of this dog fight, and uh, thing like Peyton Manning is healthy. Uh, I think he's ready, um, and I think Pittsburgh going to have to come with everything that they have. But they're going to have to leave all that they left behind in Cincinnati and bring bring another game because uh, they're playing a different team. Uh, Denver right now they rested up, they're ready. Peyton Manning is his body's healed. But in order for Denver to win, I would think that they're going to have to establish a running game uh, against Pittsburgh. Without a running game and to force Peyton to beat you with his arm, I think it will be, be very tough on Denver. But I would agree with why, you, Joe. Yeah. And and when you look at this Pittsburgh Steeler
1: team, man, uh, Bill Roethlisberger, you know he's going to have to take some serious injections on Saturday and Sunday to be ready for this game uh, in Denver, Colorado. It's going to be cold up there. There is no um, D'Angelo Williams. He's, he's out. Um, um, the, the, the receiver, Antonio Brown, he's on concussion protocol, the baddest receiver in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. I really think this is a banged-up Denver Broncos team, and uh, and Peyton Manning got to be licking his chops. Oh, you talking about Pittsburgh, uh, banged up yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is banged up, definitely banged
3: up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just think Denver right now, and Denver going to be a better team this Sunday, even though that Pittsburgh having a one extra day to, to regroup. But I think uh, the number one defense is going to bring it at Big Ben, and they're going to force him. That's why Pittsburgh going to need to establish a running game. And if they cannot establish a running game, they're going to bring it to him, and they're going to drive him to the turf, and they're going to see what Big Ben, because they know that, like you say, he would probably be numbed up, but they're going to drive him and drive him and drive him in the turf and say so we're going to shut the running game down and we're going to pressure him to get rid of the ball or we're going to lay some level on him just to touch that shoulder up a little bit because if Big Ben goes down, Denver goes into the AFC championship game.
1: You no, know, they walk in if, if if Ben Roethlisberger um can't participate. But hey, you know um I know people in Denver gotta be saying this is it for Peyton Manning because when the guy Oswald came in for a while, he he played so well that some of us started question, would we ever see Peyton Manning play again. But you know, just so happens things worked out. Oswald went down, Peyton Manning comes back. Is this it for Peyton Manning? Will will John Elway say, Hey, don't come back to camp because we don't want you back?
3: I think I think this would be it for Peyton Manning. That, that everybody here in Denver had wrote Peyton Manning off. Uh they say that he would not come back even if this was the story going around here in Denver that even if Peyton Manning was healthy again, he would not see no more action. This is this is rock team. So that's the way everybody was looking at it. But I didn't see nothing that Brock did in the last game, even though they had five turnovers to bring. But to bring Peyton Manning back in, I'm kind of thinking way back then. I think it was like maybe hmm, about the eighth or ninth game where they were saying, "Would it be wise if Peyton Manning can rest up for the postseason or at the end of the season?" And then I now, but I know that Peyton Manning is not taking injuries, but. Would it be wise for Peyton Manning to take four or five weeks off and, and to go in the postseason ready, healthy, and ready to go? Then he received a foot injury, and then that game him seven, six or seven weeks off. Now Peyton Manning is healthy. He's ready to play. Uh, he's a fresh quarterback. But now all of a sudden now the Broncos got a – uh, well, uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, healthy. Uh, but the thing is, they're not going to have to establish a running game. If not, Peyton Manning is going to struggle because I, I just think the running games open up. And even when Peyton Manning did come back in, it wasn't that it just the president of Peyton Manning being out there changed the game. But the running game actually was open up for the two running backs, C.J., and <clears throat> another uh, guy that ran, that opened the game up for them. But Peyton Manning actually didn't do anything, but just his presence being out there changed the atmosphere of the game. But now that Pittsburgh coming in, Pittsburgh gonna have to figure out a way to shut Denver running game. If I was a coach, I would say, we're not going to allow Denver to run the ball on us. We're gonna shut that down and force Peyton Manning to beat us with his arm, because we know that the defense Pittsburgh gonna have to win with their defense this week. Cause Big Ben, I just don't, I just can't see him holding up against the pressure. Uh, Wade Phillips' defense constantly pounding him, getting the hand on him, hitting that shoulder, and he's standing up for four quarters. And I just think it's uh, you just coming out of a dogfight, and now you getting in the ring with a fresh fighter. I just think
1: it's going to be very tough for Pittsburgh to pull it off. And I I agree with you, um, Joe. Um, These two running backs, uh, Ronnie Hillman and C.J. Anderson, having a week off to get in the hot tub and get some fresh legs up under them, not get banged up for a whole week, and Peyton Manning having an opportunity to get a little bit more in sync with his number one receiver, uh, Demarius Thomas. I think this is going to be – uh, this is going to be a, a just a good game for Peyton Manning to come back to, and a good game for Denver to just just kind of get themselves together and get themselves in playoff order. Because this is a team, man. If they don't make the Super Bowl this year, I think we could see some dismantling of this team. I, it's some players on this team that I just don't see see being around. Uh Demarcus Ware is another uh, one of them. I mean, you know, he's he's had a productive season this year, but he's he has age on his side. Um a keep to You know, he's been around. He's had a productive season this year and last season. But mm-hmm. I just really think that this team could possibly be be shaken up a bit if they don't go deep if they don't win the Super Bowl. And I mean if and the only way we only way we know that this team can win the Super Bowl is Peyton Manning takes them to the Super Bowl and win it. I'm, I, we, can, we can talk about Oswald, Waller, how, how much as we want, but he's not going to be the guy to take them to the Super Bowl this year. Maybe maybe in three years, maybe, but not this year. So
3: No, I don't ever see it ever happening with him ever taking them to the Super Bowl. Just by the simple fact of what you said, this team going to be dismounted. Because of some players, you got Vaughn Miller, they have to sign. Uh, they got numerous other players they have to sign. And some of these players may, some of these younger players, they got them tied down up under this system, you know, rookies and stuff, tied down four-year contracts where these guys are barely making any money. But uh, I just think Denver right now, if Denver doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, I think it'll be a long time before Denver ever have another shot. Uh, be a contention uh, to play for the Super Bowl because I th- I know for a fact I just think Peyton Manning will not uh, be welcome back to play here in Denver. I, I agree think Elway and Kubiak want to move in a different direction and you know start over if they lose it. Start over. Let's get. Let's try to refill another team. Hey, Joe, gonna
1: happen. Yes. We, we go, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but hey guys, we got Joe calling from Denver, Colorado, giving us a Denver Broncos update on what's going on in the playoffs in Denver, Colorado. Hey guys, we'll be right back after these messages.
3: flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports.
3: Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. It's the first week in January, and that means one thing. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, is headed for some frosty fishing. So gear up for ice fishing and cold weather all-species fishing with Dave Mercer. From Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, the show. Plus J.P. DeRose from J.P. DeRose Breaking Boundaries. Cat Daddy and Unpro's Chance Orth. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow
0: us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144 or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info UN. Hey, we got Joe calling from Denver, Colorado. And Joe's talking about the Denver Broncos and how this team may be dismantled after this season. Uh, you know, Joe, I really think Kubiak is one of those coaches that does have some, um, some I'm not going to say leverage, but I think he does have a little more stability at his job than a lot of these other coaches in the league. And I think it has to do a little bit with the relationship that him and John Elway have. Oh, yeah, that that has a lot to do with it because Elway, if you look at
3: John Fox and what he's done, you know, many coaches don't get fired from what John Fox got fired. You're right. Fired for. Um, uh, it was, uh, Elway saw a great opportunity. What this was the time when he was in Baltimore. This was my time to get the guy that I always wanted to be here. And Elway went out there and he got rid of Fox. Him and Elway go back a long way. So now he's with the man that he wants coach's team and I just feel that uh, Kubiak probably him and Elway uh, saw down in here and Kubiak said well hey if I come I need to run my system. Let me have more of the impact. Let me do what I need to do with the team that we have right now and let's see can we get us a Super Bowl. So I just think Elway just got the man that he now he's comfortable uh, with the coach that he wants now. Uh, Ways Phillips uh, how much longer would he go with Wade Phillips if he has to dismount the team. Would he bring in another coach, uh, a defensive coordinator? Um, I don't know about that, but uh, I just think Elway uh, kind of got the demand that he will now. Can in Kubiak after this year if they don't make the Super Bowl. What could Kubiak do to rebuild that team and get it back to the form close to what they have right now? Because you're not going to have a Peyton Manning. Uh, if you have a Brock for next year, He got got a lot of growing pains that he got to go through. Yes, he sat down behind Peyton Manning for four years, a great teacher. But uh, playing is a different story. Yes, he got a great uh, receiving core. But can this young guy learn how to play in a situation? But if it was me, yeah, I would go with Peyton Manning, no lie. Ben Kubiak, I would go with Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Healthy, yes. Brock? My future quarterback. I would just tell him. I say, this is our year. You know, I'm going with Peyton, and uh this is the way it's going to be. But next year, yes, things going to be different. Will that Will he be the man? He'd be free agent, or will they try to trade him off for a pick to Houston? Because I think he'll fit Houston pretty good. Because that quarterback, Houston got it. Hey, I think a fit there well. Would would Will, will Way be willing to? Stick with this quarterback as the future quarterback, or will Elway shop him around as a free agent and say, "Hey, if I can get a uh, pick for him, would you take it?" Talk to Houston because Houston in desperate need of a quarterback. You know, oh, yeah. Peyton man is not going to be back.
1: And 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 you know, uh, Gary Kubiak, he he was not a very good coach at Houston. You know, he had a couple of seasons where he did did okay, but he got fired from that job. You know, we've uh-huh. seen a lot of these GMs. They they bring in their own people and end up both of them leave at the same time. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? So I, you know, I understand John Elway wanting to bring in his boy, but it, you know, it's no saying a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. And he had a very good coach in John and uh, and, and 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 the coach. They, John Fox, yeah, took him to the Super Bowl. Come on, man. Mm. And um yeah. and then you get rid of him to bring in your homeboy? I I just yeah. I just that kind of those kind of things don't rub me too well. And and we and we still yet to see if Kubiak is a good coach. Uh I just don't know. And I just I mean it's yet to be seen and and like we said, uh after this year, uh we're going to see because Kubiak is probably going to be given at least two more years after this year because if 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 what we predict is true where this team is going to be dismantled then they're going to give him two years to get his team together and guys to play for him. So uh we'll we'll see what's going to happen with with this uh Denver Broncos team. But um but Joe, you know um it, there's there's a college football game going on tonight about to get started.
3: You know you know
1: Nick Nick Saban, you know he's a he's a legend in these hip parts, and I'm in Florida, and you know we I'm in the, I'm in the South, but I'm not in Alabama, Georgia. This guy's a legend in these hip parts. About to about to surpass um the Bear greatest Bryant. coach of of all time in the South, Bear Bryant. You know, yeah. with with his legendary uh, stuff. What's going on with this guy, man?
3: Well, I think Nick Sabres is is right at the place he want to be, and I think he's going to stay right at the place he's going to be. Uh, if any NFL team try to draw him out, uh, they would have to really pay him. Uh, they would have to probably really get him a lot of leverage to work with if they can entice him to come out out there to tonight. But I, I'm 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 going with Alabama tonight. Uh, but as I'm concerned, I think Nick probably stay exactly where he's at. And see, can he get that, uh, Brian, uh, the bear? And see, can he get his record and go down as one of the greatest college coach ever? Uh, uh, I just, and me, I just think he's gonna stay right where he's at. He's not gonna get enticed by the NFL. Uh, it's called things going too good for him. And like you say, you don't have to deal with all that pressure. You don't have to work 16, 17 hours a day in college and all that kind of stuff. And I just think it's, it's good. Life is good for him right now. College level, I think is where he's going to stay.
1: And even though
3: he's getting more and more popular, but there's going to be a lot more and more NFL teams We're going to entice him with a big contract, with a lot of leverage, with a lot of power, with a lot of authority, and say, "Would you come? It's in your control." Will he step away again? And that's 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 makes say But I just have a feeling he would stay right where he's at because it is. He's doing a lot of great things for the kids. I was listening to this interview the other night. where you know, it's not just about kids winning football games and winning national titles. What I'm going to do with these kids? What I want to do with these kids when they leave college? Not just have, just have an education. Make them into better men's growing up, going out into the world. Because <clears throat> there's always life after football. Some of the kids don't even make it to the NFL. So you give a kid a positive season in college let him get an education, make a great man out of him, I'm all behind that. And if that's what Nick Saber's doing with a lot of these young kids coming out of college, I'm 100% with him if he stays. And I wouldn't want to try to uh, go any other way. If, if we have coaches in the NFL, uh college level, <clears throat> can guide these young kids out of college into the real world and make them better men's to be productive to society. I'm all for every coach who that, even though no matter what your status or where you are on the college level how much publicity or how much you expose, the most important thing I like about what he said is about my kids. And that's, that's what it is because that to me really is, is a positive because if I had a son, not just even if he was athletic, was able to enter the NFL draft. I would want him to become a man. I would want him to be educated, not to give up on his dream, to have something, even when the NFL career is over, that he can feed off what he had four years or three years in the college and come out and be a a very positive, productive athlete or a father or a husband or somebody in society. And that's what I like about Nick Saban. I agree
1: with you, and I, th- I think Nick has produced some very uh, productive citizens in society. You don't hear a lot about, a kid, about his kids getting in trouble in college or even after college. And, you know, Z- Nick Saban is one of them guys that got a bonus for his graduation rate for his, uh, for his players. Uh, he got $100,000 in, in 2015 for uh, his, his graduation rate for last year. You know i think that's that says a lot for him you know what i mean he ain't just in it for the for the for the uh, for the football he's in it for these kids to um to get out of school and um uh, and, and go on and be productive kids productive citizens in society and Joe you and i both know um uh, if you don't go to college and to get something out of it you're not you're not helping yourself at all and you you know you know better than um than anybody that didn't go to college if you don't take advantage of it and i think he's um He's making sure that these guys um, take advantage of this, and it's about time that that people like Nick Saban have people. No, head coaches are are being responsible for uh, for these kids. You know, you, I mean, it's, it's many times we've seen a lot of kids um, go to college and 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 come out, and they don't really have anything to show for it. But um, it's it's important, and I think I think coaches should be be held accountable for. Uh, for this as well, so you think Nick yeah. Nick is going to bring the championship to Alabama?
3: Oh yeah, and, I think I, I'm going with Alabama tonight.
1: And and Joe, before we let you go, because we got um we got um uh, James on the line from Orlando calling. Um Joe, who yes. who do you think is going to win this this uh, NFL Super Bowl? Who do you see in the Super Bowl with your Denver Broncos? Uh no
3: nah, no, nah, I'm not going to go with Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna tell you I'm going go with right now in the Super Bowl, but this will be my pick and this is the big I see. I just I, I can see right now that I can see Carolina and KC. But I just think wow. New England right now uh, New England is not strong right now and I think they can to – I just think that K C gonna go in there. And if Casey come out of New England and win and come out of there healthy, now you got Denver who are two familiar teams who play each other very close. But you got a new Alex Smith who's playing a very good <clears throat> ball right now. And I think that they can come in here and upset Denver. And I can see Carolina upsetting Seattle next week. And I can see Arizona coming to see uh, Carolina and Carolina going to the Super Bowl and bringing KC, and I see North Carolina winning it all this year. With a healthy Ken Newton, throughout this playoff, Carolina will win it all.
1: Wow. That's
3: my pick there.
1: I I, I, I feel you, Joe, and you're really saying that the Chiefs, are going to come through this thing. They're going to beat the Patriots, and I could see them uh, beating either. Um, uh, I, I, I guess I could. I could see them
3: um, beating Denver or Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, they got to get. Like I say, they got to get. I have a feeling that they will take New England to to all the way to the end. I think KC will rise up. And either team, either Pittsburgh or Denver, I can see. And you, you better hope that Pittsburgh don't win and have to go to KC and play for, for the AFC Championship for a fight. KC will be in the Super Bowl for a fight. Wow. Pittsburgh does not have the fight to go three heavyweight fights and make it to the Super Bowl. And you go three heavyweight fights, and then you are gonna take on the biggest champion, and think that you will go in there with Carolina, and think you will win a Super Bowl. It would never happen. But the healthiest fighter in this fight right now is KC. I even say New England, and then Denver, and Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh don't been in this fight. But I just look. Wow. I'm just looking at a more healthier, a more connected team, a more power driven team, a more confident team. It's KC at this moment, and Carolina with a good Ken Newton this Sunday. But he's gonna have to carry this game Sunday against against Seattle because it's not gonna be a walkover on Seattle. But I just think they had Seattle out, so I'm looking for Carolina KC. So you'll call me you. and say, "Hey man,
1: you got it right. I you getting the down. I hear you. Hey Joe. Okay." Thanks for calling Sports Info on Radio Show. And don't be a stranger. Give us a call anytime. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock.
3: All right, Darrell. You take care now. You
1: too. Appreciate it. Hey, right, that was Joe yeah. calling us from Denver, Colorado, giving us an info, giving us an update on what's happening with Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Hey, hey uh, Matt, we got a call on the line? Hey, Jay, what's going on? What's going on, Darrell? Hey, loving life. Loving life. Man, I got my nephew Jay on the line. <laughs> hey Jay this is this uh it's a beautiful thing to talk to you, and you know, happy new year. I, I know I texted that already, but Happy yeah, New man. Year. Yep, yeah, and, and and it's football season and the NFL playoffs are here, the national championship is getting ready to get get ready to throw down. Um Peyton Manning coming back, Tom Brady. Injured a little bit. Julian Edelman says he's gonna be back this week. Um, Russell Russell Wilson, man, his girlfriend is cute, Sierra. But anyway, <laughs> Russell Wilson is doing his thing. You know, still his game has not changed. If anything, his game has gotten better, and he's still doing his thing. Though, you know, he's not like he's he's uh, ad- adopted a whole lot of different things to his game. It's, he still throws yeah, that ball base, fake out. Yeah. And and he'll take off running when, when a defensive when the defenders have their back turned to him. He's a he's a tremendous player, man. I just think um I think a lot of that guy Russell Wilson, I I really do. Um but at the same yeah. time, what do you think about this? You know, Russell Wilson played against um see if you see and see if you can put this together. Russell Wilson played against um Teddy Bridgewater over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson plays against Cam Newton this weekend. What's yeah. up with that, man? Come on, you know I just I think that's just
3: wrong. <laughs> I think Cam Newton gonna get him this weekend, though. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think it's gonna be um like your last caller said um Cam Newton and Alex Smith in the playoffs. Cause I'm a big Kansas City fan. You you
1: really think it's gonna be? Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Um, I, I really think Cam Newton has a shot, but Russell Wilson seems to have. Uh, yeah, they they clicking on absolute foot pillars right now. Yeah, he got a rabbit foot in his pocket or something, man. I mean, this guy, the game is close. He's gonna come through for you late in the game. Uh, I just, it's hard to bet against Russell Wilson as far I as know, I'm concerned. They shouldn't
2: have lost that, uh, that last game. They um, they shouldn't have won that last game. They just had. That was, like, I was kind of crazy agree. about
1: the field though. I, I agree, that it was crazy. But check this out. What have we said the whole season about Cam Newton and his team? He doesn't have what? He has no weapons. He do yeah, not I mean, really. He lost when, a yeah. Ted Ginn is the number one receiver for Cam Newton. And if this is, and if him not having enough weapons, is going to rear its ugly head at any point of the season. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, this be game. in the playoffs, man. You know, and it'll be against the best defense yeah. and probably the best secondary in the league. The yeah. Legion of it's, Doom. and and not um, be the game he can get exposed. It, it, and it won't be him being exposed. It'll be those receivers that he has that just really, you know, they just like don't, the- he don't, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, a lack of receivers that he has. You know what I'm saying?
3: So hey, yeah, right. hey
1: Jay, Jay, we got to take a quick commercial break, and we're gonna be right back with more okay. sports info.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports. sports.
0: 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football.
2: Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart.
0: Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Darrell and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info. Hey, guys, we got James calling from Orlando, and he's talking about the NFL playoffs. And James, now... Um, before we go any further, um do you think the Packers have a chance against Carson Palmer? You know, Carson nah, Palmer has a I, chance. To I, pass I don't I don't think
3: so. I think Carson Palmer going to take this one.
1: I, and, and and I I look at um Aaron Rodgers this year and he's just he just has not had a lot of weapons and and at the same time, yeah, he's had two every, pretty good running backs but they haven't been able to hold on to the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And and Carson Palmer on the other hand, he he, he he still has Larry Fitzgerald who looked like he's like playing younger than he did yeah, four yeah, years his prime ago. Still, yeah. yeah. And and that guy uh, Floyd on the other side has really turned into be yeah, a good wide receiver. A real good a real good wide receiver. I mean a really good wide receiver. And and you know the last call, uh, Joe, he was talking about the Denver Broncos and the, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we were talking that the Steelers are just so beat up and banged up, man. I just don't see them. Yeah, they the running back
3: situation.
1: Yeah, they, the the running back situation is is out of control. Um, what that third running back? Yeah, and I I just don't see him being able to do anything without being Roethlisberger, and if he's in, in question. And they're going to say he's going to be healthy. You're going to hear it all week that, oh, he only has a sprain and this and that. But then, after the injections and after the game, we're going to start hearing stories about he had a partial tear. Yeah, what was wrong?
2: Something was wrong. Something was hurt.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I, I look at Ben Roethlisberger. As, if he's not 100%, um, Denver Broncos just going to really tee off on him. And and it's going to be – it could get yeah, real. Yeah,
3: because the Denver Broncos defense is like – they be lying. is like awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, they're yeah, D line. Miller coming
3: from one end. Miller coming from the other end is like pot roast in the
1: middle. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they they like DBs. Yeah, they do. Too. I'm telling you, that Denver has a has a has a squad, man. Yeah, they, uh, have, they have, and they're
3: more in defense than the league.
1: Did you see the um, the um, the Steelers um, Cincinnati game?
3: Yeah, still those Bengals game.
1: Yeah, yeah. At the end of the game, when pac Man Jones got a fifteen yard penalty, yeah, and uh, like, what was the coaches even doing out there? Yeah, he was yeah. Near to, um,
2: he was nowhere near the hurt player.
1: Yeah, and I, I look at I look at this whole year of officiating has been. Horrendous, and they made some really, really bad calls, and and some calls they didn't make, and that was one of them. Um, I think if anything, those penalties should have been offsetting penalties. Where this coach is on the field yeah, midway the coach, on, he's uh, on yeah. the field and I'm talking to the talking opposing team. Yeah, he he's talking to the opposing team. That just that just made no sense at all to me, and um, I, I just really think these officials have to. I don't know whether we're going to have to start officiating the game from the sky and the ground, <laughs> or we're just going to really have to get younger officials. And I, and, I, and I say that wholeheartedly, man. If you ever look at these guys running from sideline to sideline or just running back and forth, they can barely run at all. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and we really need to get younger officials because we're talking about athletes that are superior athletes we're not just talking about high school kids or fast kids we're talking about superior athletes and if you can't run at least a five flat you don't need to be a five flat 40 you don't need to be an official you know they should have yeah yeah i think they should have some kind of um they should, they should have something some some kind of standards for these guys you know i mean you you shouldn't just be based on an official because you can, you, can uh, uh, you know the rules and you've moved up the ranks. I think if you can't run a gasser, which is from one side, back, other side, back, if you can't run a gasser in 45 seconds, you don't need to be an official. Because the game now is at a, at a pace where I see it, yeah. they have they, no huddle. They may start at the five yard line and not huddle up at all unless the ball is um thrown out of bounds, you know. And come on, these guys got to be gasped. Uh, they, they, I don't think they're they're in they're not in the kind of athletes that should be officiating the world's best athletes. And yeah. I just. I think something needs to be done about that i just I just really do because if you ever looked at a at a professional soccer game, a european yeah. soccer game those they're those referees, those referees dog, they're not they're not seventy four years old you know what i mean mm-hmm. they they they're they're young, young, and athletic they they really are mm-hmm. yeah so I just really think something has to be done about that you know um James, before we let you go um you know, Tom Coughlin, is he was fired uh, over the weekend, last week. He just resigned. He wasn't
2: fired.
1: Okay, I take that back.
2: <laughs>
1: I when you, when you go when you go in the office and resign, that's usually before they fire you. Okay, <laughs> he just so huh? resigned. He resigned. Tom Coughlin resigned. And it's always better to resign than to be fired. Yeah. Even, even though if you're fired, you might get a severance pay or... Some kind of you know pay, some some kind of severance pay, but your chances of getting another job is always better if you resign. So Tom resigned, and now we're hearing stories about San Francisco and yeah. Philadelphia, yeah, are Philadelphia are interested in this 70, 70 year old coach man. That's what do not, you think?
3: Him him? To
2: retire and just go off into the sunset and just live his life. I would think so,
1: but some people they just you know, they just can't stop doing what they do. You know, you look at uh, you, you know, they say they say um um Bear Bryant only lived about six months after he stopped coaching football. You yeah, know, that's and, that's and yeah, Joe Paterno, same yeah, thing. So. You know, and these guys they look, they they look at it like you know, what could they do if they don't have all of that time to fulfill be all of that time to be filled with football or something related to football? To find but, something uh, you enjoy doing. So, hey, why wouldn't he go and find, some, find, find a way to uh, bring some stability to the Philadelphia Eagles? Because I think that's one of the things that that team is missing because they definitely have a strong fan base. Um, everything is there. I think they have the players. I just don't think they have stability on that team. And I think Tom Coffin can do that. I, I really do. Uh, and I think he could do the same thing for uh, San Francisco. You know, we look at San Francisco and, and Harbaugh had that team in contentions yeah. while he was there. Yeah. So uh and and there's some other teams out there too that are that are still looking um uh for coaches, hey. Johnny the Manziel found one found one, didn't Didn't they just find uh, somebody? Yeah, the Miami Dolphins did um they they just signed the the the, um, the bears defensive um uh, coordinator and that's just uh, it makes you wonder um what what are they what are they doing you know and i really i really thought that um they signed adam Gase, but i really thought that the, that um that they would do a little bit more in the signing i thought they would go out and get someone that was um that was um, name name recognized, you know. Someone I was going to get on um,
3: the guy from New England, the um, defense coordinator.
1: Oh, I think that might have been a good choice for them. Um, uh, he was he was, um, but see, that guy made one of the biggest mistakes anybody could ever do in football. He drafted Tim Tebow first. His job went down after that, man. <laughs> I mean he him and Tim Tebow lost their job, man. It's just say, um uh, but um I I really think that he, he will be a um a coach again someday. And I can't think of his name, but I really think he will be a a, a coach um someday again in the league. And because hey, um just being under Belichick is is enough to get a lot of people an interview for for a job. Yeah. Yeah. So um Jay, um a few crazy things I wanna talk about in sports before we get out of here. Uh <laughs> Mark Rippin, guy you probably don't even know, is yeah. uh selling his Super Bowl ring, you know, uh I think that's that's always interesting to me. That guys sell Super Bowl rings or national championship rings. And I and trust me, I've gone in pawn shops in Miami and seen University of Miami championship rings at pawn shops for sale. But um the word is, is that Mark Rippon is looking at getting like uh well he already sold his ring to a to a company called Golden Auction and they're looking at getting fifty thousand dollars for his um, 1988 Washington Redskins Super Bowl ring. That don't make you want to sell your ring? Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I don't have a Super Bowl ring, but if I had one, no, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd the it. The uh, national championship? Uh, if it was going for 50 G's, Ah, let's talk about something else. Anyway, uh What would be the price? That'll
2: make
1: you spend I said 50 G's. Uh, we can talk about something else, though. But anyway, um, check this out, man. Robert Crab, 74 years old. He got him a 30-something-year-old girlfriend. Now, I just, come on, Robert. Come on, Robert. You know, and I ain't mad at him. I really, I ain't mad at him. Good gracious. But hey, 30-something, Robert? I can. Yeah. It's, it, it's some. It's some cute fifty-something-year-old women out there, man. I was man. about to say nice forty or fifty-year-old. Yeah, man. come on, man. I think it's. I think it's some cute fifty-fifty-year-old women out there, man. Oh, got know on the Yeah, and and check this out. Um, patman Man Jones said that Antonio Brown winked at him while he was laid out on the ground. Said he was faking the whole time. Said he winked at him. Now. <laughs> I saw that guy's eyes in slow-mo when he was almost spinning around in the air, and his eyes looked like they were rolling in the back of his head. And I, I think he really is on serious um, um, concussion protocol. I don't think he was faking Pac-Man. I just don't think he's faking, man. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that as a, a, as a fake at all. No, but hey man, and, and more power to Rippin. If he wants to sell his ring and and make money for, from it, I have no problem at all with him doing that. Just like I have no problem at all with Ohio State players or Alabama players or Clemson players getting a jersey at the end of their championship game and they go out and put them on eBay or or Twitter, or Instagram, or however they want to sell them. I have no yeah. problem with these guys being able to do that because it is theirs. The university gave it to them. Um, I don't. I don't have a problem with a with a kid if he's still in college and if he wants to go get tattoos and trade his national championship ring for tattoos, he should be able to do that. I just don't. I don't. I don't see a problem with it at all. I think. I think these universities have. Too much control. They 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 basically throw their weight around all the time, um, and not giving any flexibility to the kids. Not showing any it's kind like
2: of being dictators.
1: yeah. It is they are being dictators. Of course, exactly. It's exactly what they are. And you know, um, someone said early on the show tonight that um, we've had a lot of bowl games this year, and a lot of the bowl games. He said they were not very competitive. Well. I'm a fan of bowl games. I mean, the more bowl games, the better because it's an opportunity for a kid that probably wasn't going to even have a good Christmas to at least get something for Christmas. And if if it's $200 in a backpack, if it's a pair of tennis shoes and a warm-up, if it's a cheap watch, or if it's a ring that he may be able to hold on to for the rest of his life, that he may get while he's 22 years old and he look up and he's 52 years old wearing it every day like your boy. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, Jay, thanks for calling the Sports <coughs> Info UM show. Don't be a stranger. Give us a call every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock. We love you much. All right, Peace. Hey, guys, thanks. We've been listening to the Sports Info UM show on the Voice America radio. We'll see you next week with more Sports Info.